With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't just the opening theme song to our post-fight show. It's also a lullaby after this weekend of mixed martial arts action. And I feel like we've been watching like 14 hours of MMA. It's just wild. But we're going to talk about everything that happened tonight between UFC Vegas 24, Robert Whitaker, masterful performance over 25 minutes over Kevin Gastelum, and then Triller Fight Club, Jake Paul does it. Minute 59 seconds, TKO's Ben Askren gets it done, and Jed Mishu gets his wish. We might be perhaps one step closer to Paul versus McGregor in the squared circle. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but at least we're getting closer to that. <laughs> there we go. I am Mike Heck. Thank you all for joining us. I am in wedding mode, still dressed up, but uh, it's it's a big night. So, so there we go. Uh, being joined by Jose Youngs. Hello, sir. Mm-hmm. Here with Alex K. Lee, Prince Positivity. Hello, sir. There we go. And our boots on the ground in Atlanta, GA, sat 100 yards away from the boxing festivities. <laughs> Dad, what did Jed you Mishu. do tonight? Uh, I, watched, <laughs> I watched a concert. A very interesting, diverse concert, and then some fights happened in the middle of it too, which was a lot. Yeah, odd. but what did what did but like what did you do? Because I was trying to gauge because like <laughs> since I've been covering so many UFC fights, I'm like, what would it be like to cover this event? And I'm like, we got to, we finished the co-main event. I'm like, what has Jed done? Like, I'm not yeah, saying so. it's a knock on you, but like, what if they what actors <laughs> did they give you? There, uh, I ended up just doing like our play-by-play because there was just there was no access and even the play-by-play was weird because there were no fights so like you i encourage you to go check check the website uh most of it is me talking about musical acts that i've never heard of or that haven't been relevant in two decades so it, it was uh it was super weird, man. <laughs> like it was easily the weirdest night of my journalistic career. Career. A lot of it was good, and a lot of it was fun. Um, but I, I, it's gonna take me a while to even fully digest what the hell just happened. What was the What was the rest of the media turnout like? Uh, so I can't speak entirely for it because there were. I think there was a bit of segregation in the media. Uh, and by that, I mean, there were, there were some people that had floor access. Um, so like ESPN, I think most people by now have seen the like up close camera angle uh, of the knockout. Like that's an ESPN camera angle, uh, a couple of other 
things, but everywhere else, like I, I was just sitting up in the press box with like Ring Magazine and sort of all the other access things. There wasn't a ton of media. Uh, and ultimately that was probably the right call because access was super limited. <laughs> like, like you couldn't do anything, which was super weird. Like it was, they were, it was the most militant I've ever seen anybody about like taking video. Like that was just a hard no for them. Uh, I guess cause the whole NFT thing, I, I'm not really sure. Uh, super fun thing happened when I walked in. I'm walking in. I have my bag that has a camera with it. And they're like, hey, you need to cover your phone. And they gave me a sticker to put over the cameras on my phone so I wouldn't take pictures. Despite holding a camera and pointing this fact out to them. And like three hours into the show, uh, one of the like Triller guys comes up and I'm on my phone. He's like, what the hell is that? It was like, your people made me do this. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's like, I agree. But they said I had to. So there was a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, And like all of the video is theirs. Like nobody has a separate camera in the interviews. It's all the Triller Zoom. So really I just got to soak in the ambiance. And um, boy, was there (laughs) ambiance. Yes, Casey on the ones and twos is here as well. Oh, but uh, oh. <laughs> I, I don't but want Jen, the, I don't want the concert to end. Yeah. Just keep keep the party going. <laughs> I know that, we're gonna go right is, back. You guys, you got such a better show than I did because <laughs> half of that was pre-recorded. Like ha- like half of the things that you saw on this broadcast did not. Who, who was live again? Tight. Who was live again? So, Black Keys and who else? Bieber. Uh, Black Keys and Bieber were live, so they bookended live. Diplo was the outro DJ and was live as well. Uh, mm-hmm. None of the Mount Westmore stuff, all of that was not live. That was pre-recorded the day before on uh, in the arena, just closed set. Um, I, I, there are too many of these damn acts. I don't remember who all it was. Um, the, uh, Doja Cat, Sweetie. second uh sweetie 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 was definitely live but i think everyone is pretty aware that sweetie was not actually singing live (laughs) that looked extremely um poorly lip sunk so it was it but like the rest of it was all bits that were played (laughs) video and so uh I don't know. I didn't watch the pay-per-view, but I feel like it might be a little more palatable, but there weren't a ton of people at this thing. They, they didn't sell tickets to it. Like it, it was a yeah. closed event. So that was, that was to be expected, but like it would have been way different with fans. I think the energy would have been super great and super high. There's a gunshot outside my window. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a good night in Atlanta. That's what it is. <laughs> Jed, Jed, can you can you also? There's one thing I remember. I saw you mention on Twitter that the 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 announcers, the commentary that was just being broadcast throughout the arena the oh, whole yeah. time. So, how strange was that? Uh, especially considering it, some of the people they had on there, Austin De La Hoya just losing his just completely wasted. It, uh, it was the best. Yeah. What else? How about <laughs> yeah. It was it was great because I I've never seen that at any other event I've ever been to where like oh I'm just getting I got the broadcast just from my chair not from up there and it had to be super weird too because I kept thinking about it for like I know there were only two fights like three fights that actually happened uh, that any of us saw but it had to be really weird because remember when like the the COVID first happened and fighters were like it's weird at the apex with nobody around. Cause I can hear what the commentary team saying. This was that only if the commentary team had literally the stadium speakers to amplify what the hell they were saying. And so when you get to the, the progress uh, situation where uh, red Cats just like probably took a dive. Like, I, I don't know. If, like, I can't say confidently that he didn't like his own elbow didn't hit him in the nads or whatever. And like, that's why it was, but it seems really suspicious that he wasn't trying to milk a DQ out of that. And the commentary team is just roasting him. And that is on 
that is on the stadium surround sound while he's <laughs> laying, getting stretched out. And they're like, dude, why are you getting stretched out? This is ball. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Like, if, he, if he wasn't faking that, like, can you imagine how upset that dude would justifiably be? <laughs> like, Mario Lopez is just like, I think this dude's a liar. It was AC Slater is calling me a professional fighter a liar. This is bullshit. It was so ridiculous. That's the greatest event of the year. Oh, it's so good. Man, that was, that seemed fun. So it was, and I don't, because I don't want to like make anybody think Triller was bad. It, it, at the beginning, it really had a lot going for it. Um, and I, I, I said this on Twitter. I would be really, really interested to go to another one of these when they have a crowd because I I think they did – we could get – if we guys want to, we can get super into a lot of our thoughts on it. They clearly were too heavy into the music thing. Uh, there was just too much of that. But there was like a little bit of an atmosphere going there, and that would have been – like popping off with a bunch of people there. They just were only like 200 fans and then 600 people working the show because you had a bunch of really famous people and a a lot going on. So I think if they had a fan base there, it would have been awesome. It was still really fun. It was just, it dragged on uh, and they, they could work on pacing and probably a lot of other things, but ultimately pretty good time. And they're probably very happy with the outcome. All right. Well, listen, Jed, you were not far away from the big knockout. Jake Paul gets it done. First round, just under two minutes. What was it like being right there watching that all play out? So I went down and sat with the fans for the uh, main event. I left press row and like just went down to the thing. One, I am going to knock Triller on this uh, because – I think they did many things that were good or interesting or fun. Uh, Apparently after talking to some of their people, like all the fans in attendance won some fashion of a contest. Uh, I do not know the terms or how this was done, but I mean, they had like VIP fans, like you saw Vander Holyfield and Chuck Liddell, but like the fans in the actual, just regular issue stands, they all won some kind of a trailer contest. And if I was them, I would feel a little bit like I got gypped because the f- one, uh, the food situation was not tremendous because it's not like Chick-fil-A was open. The the stadium is closed functionally. So we had boxed lunches that were not great. Um, I'm not sure the drinks were available. Granted, it didn't really matter because the crowd that was this group were largely teenagers and sometimes their parent chaperones. Um so maybe the drink thing didn't matter, but all of them are sitting like they were sitting a hundred to 150 yards away from the ring because they were sitting in the stands and the ring was in the middle of the stadium with all of the things going on. And then literally directly in the center, like blocking out most of the ring was Triller's camera scaffolding <laughs> set. So like, you couldn't really see the ring unless you got all the way to the left or all the way to the right side of the select seating. And mostly you were just watching two big screen televisions and it was kind of booty. So I'm going to knock Triller for that. But I went down, uh, I sat with all the fans or whatever for the main event. That's something I usually do for these sorts of things. And people were into it. Um, Like they, it felt a little bit more like Ben Askren was was the fav- like the favorite amongst the fans to some extent. None of them really cared ultimately. Like nobody cared at all what happened. They just wanted to see somebody get got, and they did a couple of times. Like easily the biggest pop of the night, other than the Askren thing, was the slap fight replay. <laughs> like easily that was the biggest pop of the night. <laughs> it's like oh, so. Uh, but, I mean, it was pretty cool. I, I actually got a pretty good angle from where I was sitting to watch it, like, clean. So even 100 yards away, I mean, it was still pretty obvious. And I would like to just uh, – some people have been saying really dumb things on Twitter. There's That was not a work. It was not rigged. Ben Askren didn't take a dive. Ben Askren got friggin' lamped. 
and uh, he he was saved by the ref because if the ref lets him go forward, he's just gonna get lamped again harder. Like that that was done as probably like, you could have let him take one more because we know I'm always gonna say yes to watching Ben Askren get got. But uh, yeah, good stoppage, and I mean that's the outcome everybody wanted, at least from Triller's side, certainly. Well, there you go. So we'll move on to the UFC momentarily because I know a lot of people want to talk about that that long marathon of a card. I can't believe I made it back where any of those fights, let alone two of the fights. But I don't know who else watched it. I was live vlogging the main event of the UFC, so I didn't get to see any of it. I saw it on Twitter, but there's the rigged, all of that stuff that's going on. But are, can, can we confidently say at this point, and Jed, maybe you, you could you – could, attest to this because you were sitting right there we saw the physique and everything ben was talking a bunch of trash like he sold the fight great but can we is it fair to say that ben didn't take this thing seriously at all like this is a payday and and nothing more like is that fair to say at this point i don't know man because like i think it's more likely than not that that's the case but people talking about ben's physique when was Ben ever an Adonis? Like he's a little softer than normal. <laughs> and the commentary team said, you know, Ben weighs 20 pounds more. He didn't cut any weight. Like I am not confident that he looked really anything majorly different than he would have if he were coming in for a welterweight fight. Like maybe he would have been a little fitter. I don't think that would have made a difference in the outcome. Uh, Maybe he didn't take his training that seriously. I think that's very in play because he did seem super confident. But also, I just he could have taken it seriously. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like he he he's really bad at boxing. If you read the article <laughs> me and AK wrote this week, uh, like yesterday or today is when it dropped. Before this, all that I said in there was he's old. He had functionally a hip replacement surgery. And he's not – he was bad at MMA boxing, which was largely just used to set up takedowns, which makes him like exponentially worse at actual boxing, which can't set up takedowns. Like he, he's just not good at this, and so it's not a surprising outcome. I was a little surprised that he got knocked – I was surprised he got knocked out early because he has shown to have a really good chin, but – uh, he took a really clean punch, and I think what we can safely say is Jake Paul at least hits hard. He's still not good at boxing, but he does hit hard, and he's good at celebrity boxing, and he's going to make millions of millions of dollars because of that. Yes, he will. I'm watching. I'm actually watching the the ESPN angle right now, and yeah, Lamp is, uh, is, is probably a perfect. A lot of the, yeah. are, are people a saying lot of, it? A lot is of, it what you didn't really get hit? That was that was that was a knockout. They're, they're, saying, ben, they're saying Ben took a dive, which is nonsense. No, you don't take a dive when you're the guy who's going to get his ass kicked. That's not that's how, not a dive. That's not how a dive works. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's called losing the fight. It's also not. A, he's the best actor in the world. If it happened, like if you watch that angle. The ref tries to give him an extra like six seconds by doing that. Hey, Jake, go back to you. No, Jake, go back to your corner. Yeah. And it's like Ben walk forward and Ben stumbles forward because he got lamped. Like he's, it, it's nonsense. I I was really surprised that like people started saying that, but I, I guess it's not that surprising. It was a two minute knockout, and a lot of people really thought that MMA is as good as boxing when it comes to boxing. I guess I don't know. Yeah, and Frank Mir fought tonight too and went the distance. Dude, Frank Mir was good. Yeah. Yeah. That fight was not good because it was like the exact opposite of what Triller wanted to happen uh, because it was boring. But Frank, like, props to Frank Mir and Andre Arlovsky because apparently he did the damn thing too. Way to go, yeah. old heavyweights. You guys. <laughs> former, UFC, right. former UFC champions. <laughs> yeah, former UFC heavyweight champions just out here grinding. And, uh, and Jed, you could hear Oscar. You could hear Oscar's commentary. I mean, if you ask Oscar, I mean, Mir was at some points was murdering Steve Cunningham. Uh, Oscar was, was he, he was he was killing the whole USSR, according to. I can uh, hear Oscar's to, commentary in Oscar. my house, two miles away, right now. I I'm dead. Was, I mean, this a hundred percent seriously. Obviously, yikes. the speakers. I just told you about this. I could legitimately hear what Oscar Toya. I could hear his voice from where I was sitting in press row, like 300 yards away. 
Like you, yeah. he was loud. <laughs> oh man. So that is trailer boxing. I'm sure we're going to talk more about that this week. I'm sure Jed's going to come back on between the links. Cause everyone wants a rematch between him and Drake, but let us uh, talk about how did, how did my boy do? How did my, how did my big boys do? Oh, the two walruses. Oh, it was the greatest fight ever. It was, it was a very dead ending. What? It was a very good oh, ending. Oh, he would have loved right. it. Oh, do you do you know how it ended, Jed? I I, uh, I saw that it was oh. a nut shot KO or uh, DQ mm-hmm. or was it DQ or no contest? A, a, a nut no, shot to go to the judges. Oh, they went to the scorecards. Yeah, brilliant. So we had two technical split. decisions. A split Fantastic. decision. <laughs> a tech oh, split decision for split Romanoff. Is, that is the most appropriate ending. Oh man, wild! But in the main you know, event, Mike, Mike, over at the, Mike, go ahead. I, I, I'm not gonna have a lot of UFC thoughts either. I was on a lot of uh, and last cover. So I, before we change it, I just want to say I see a lot of people in our comments uh, saying how much they hated the show. Uh, I which show? I honestly, which one? I, I, the, I'm sorry, the, the Paul Askren show, the oh. thriller, hashtag Triller Fight Club. Cool. And I, I mean, Jed's pretty much recapped everything, but I, I want to say watching it from home, it was pretty enjoyable. It was pretty enjoyable. I'm not going to lie. Like, like I said, mileage may vary depending on the acts that you enjoy. Like if, you know, if you're a casual fan, you like, you know, you like Justin Bieber, or you're a casual fan, you like the Black Keys, or you're like, who's the second, who's the second performer again? Was it Sweetie? Sweetie, so weedy. I don't even know who some of these people so, are. So, so we, sorry, so weedy. Sorry, so weedy. Excuse me, but uh, again, for for the, I think I know a lot of our commenters. You guys are the, the real fans, the real hardcore MMA fans. So I love you guys. But you got to remember this this Paul Askren fiasco, whatever you want to call it, was not for people who were thinking, oh, maybe I'm gonna, I'd prefer to watch uh, Robert Whittaker and uh, Calvin Gastelum show tonight. It wasn't for you guys. It wasn't for the audience. The whole this whole other segment. And and uh, I, in that sense, I think it delivered. I think Jed's right though. They probably could trim some of the fat, uh, maybe one or two less musical acts. Maybe the way they, they spaced no. the fights apart because it was one fight. It was just the uh, Bournier Raycon fight from nine o'clock from the, when the main card started well, to seven. eleven. One fight. And that fight was. That, that, was that was a bit much. Yeah, unless you're, unless you're a huge fan of those the first. And then it was Saweetie and this, who went right who went right after Saweetie because they did like they did like musical acts back to back right. They they had like three of them right there. Uh, was it Sweetie then Mount was, then Mount Westmore? Then they did then they did the Mount Westmore. Doja Cat performed. And, and Black Keys. That was after. That was yeah. That was like, after the second. That was after the second. I think there was a fight in between that. But either way, I'm just saying, I, I I get why some of our more you know dedicated hardcore May fans are like annoyed. But what they might might have seen that for the show, whether they watched legally or through nefarious means, but. I, I I just love the idea and the concept of the show and like how how they try to appeal again to this wider audience. I think there's something to it, and like we said, it's not perfect. I will be shocked if this does. I see some people saying, "Oh, there's no way this did more than a million. I'll be shocked if it if it if it doesn't do a million. I'll be. It's gauche. Look, it's gauche to talk about traffic and clicks and all that crap. If a fraction of the amount of uh, of the people that that check this stories out on our sites, if a fraction of them purchase this. It clears a million easily, easily. I think they this beats the Tyson. Hmm? They need to. I, yeah. Oh, they definitely I, have this to. Needs to. This needs to sell five million pay-per-views to make money. <laughs> I like. There's well, just no way. I mean, they're like, all. You know, they have you other revenue streams coming in. They spent on this thing. Yes. Whoa. It looks, it looks very like expensive. It looks very expensive. Uh, yeah. But I, I mean, again, I think there's advertising. I think there's other revenue streams. But you're right; it does seem like they're bare, no matter what. They're, NFTs, yeah, they're barely going to come out ahead. But uh, yeah, overall, again, may, maybe we're just again we do work in the industry. We we I speak for myself, and I you know we cover a lot of shows. But uh, so maybe I'm just I like anything that's different. But I don't know, man. Thumbs up for me on the on the ask the Paul Askren stuff. I I, I, I can say it. Is this why is that like a shame to say? I thought the show ruled. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just looking at our comments. I know how our, our I'm just you know massaging my comments for a lot of our more dedicated viewers. Someone just said, David Sandine, a regular commenter, said, shaking my head that I watched this and would hear gas. Guy, I, 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 we, we, we have assignments, all right. But let me tell you something. What? This is an assignment that I enjoy I, and would do again. <laughs> I would have chosen this one. In fact, I did choose. 
this room is dead. <laughs> Look, this is not a thing that okay. I would want every day, but honestly, it was it was freaking like a lot of it was really cool. Like I don't have any love in my heart for Bieber, but he put on a good show for his like three songs. It's like, oh, mm. like that was that was something worth watching in a live setting. Maybe it's just that I'm starved for like live music and being outside around people. That could even be some of it too, but a lot of it was cool. They just need to turn the dials back some. Mm. Yeah. Turn it up. (laughs) More, more, more. It wasn't enough. Turn it to 11. (laughs) Okay. Just final. Um, (laughs) There's a dog behind you. Jed. Yes, there is a dog. Um. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Jed, I know you are tired. You uh, you did a hell of a job out there. Whatever it is that you I did, did not. and uh, <laughs> and uh, any uh, any final words before we let you uh, off to Betty by? Why are you kicking me off? This is bogus. You don't want me to hang out with you, Mike? I'm trying to do. You, you can hang out. You didn't. No, I'm trying you didn't to watch the UFC at all. You We're said you were exhausted. To the you didn't watch UFC. Jose hasn't said anything in a while. I'm just gonna pull at him. I'm just gonna lurk quietly you want to you want to learn quietly that's fine things that i was correct about i will jump in and be like i told you i didn't get to see it but i told you all you right fair enough well we could talk about the ufc we should talk about robert whitaker's performance tonight because that was something 50 45 sweeps the scorecards calvin calvin gaslam to quote the great the the, the, the great jim ross tougher than a two dollar steak i mean whitaker was landing everything on him and Gaslam just kept coming forward. He kept getting countered and kept getting kicked in the head, in the legs, and the body. But Gaslam's tough. Whitaker looked fantastic tonight. There's no doubt he should be fighting Adesanya next after that performance. So uh, I'll go to whoever actually watched the fight to get to <laughs> this get guy. thoughts. Jose, Jose, come on in, my friend. Your thoughts on the Reapers' performance. <laughs> Watch the fight. Bobby, Bob, Bobby Knuckles in my eyes. Earned himself a title shot tonight. Well, he's gonna get fight Israel Adesanya next. Dana White has already said that's the fight that makes sense. Robert Whitaker responded to Marvin Vittori said he needs to calm down. He can like Robert Whitaker actually honestly seemed to open to fight Marvin Vittori after he says he beats Izzy. Which if he beats Izzy, 
that trilogy fight is going to happen for sure because that's going to be that would be another epic banger of a fight. But Robert Whitaker said, like, I ran the gauntlet. I fought fought all the contenders. And Dana White himself has said that fight makes sense. Uh, Izzy versus Whitaker, too. Robert Whitaker, I think his exact phrasing was, that's the only fight that makes sense. Israel Adesanya tweeted, well done, my son. Uh, so, yeah, I think that fight is 100% going to happen next, and I am all here for it. That fight ruled Robert Whitaker's high kick was on point today and my god he looked unbelievable uh well-deserved fight of the night i think uh from what i saw a lot of fights i had to tune out to watch some of the boxing matches but yeah uh not the best counter program in the ufc could have put together i watched no. most of the ufc fights but uh there were some decent scraps the heavyweight scrap that everyone keeps talking about on the prelims that fight was fantastic in the first round uh, and then it kind of slowed down in the second, and then it kind of ended goofy. Tracy Cortez, I think, won the fight easily. I don't think that was a split decision. Uh, bummer for Anthony Burchak, uh, one of the OG Arizona uh, MMA fighters. He got uh, stopped right out of the gate. So, And then, of course, the Jakar close fell out. So weird night for Arizona MMA, but not the best kind of program for the UFC, but good on uh, Andre Arlovsky. And then I, after the Arlovsky fight, I just felt like there was something missing with this card. I'm like, oh, yeah. Jeremy Stevens or Jakar Close would have been a banger of a fight, and we could have had time between the main events, so we wouldn't have to watch them simultaneously. So, yeah, something was missing, and it was a banger of a lightweight fight in the co-main event, but unfortunate programming for the UFC for how these fights played out. And then Violent Bob Ross, of course, looked fine, I guess. He had a good takedown defense. That's about it. To be fair, <laughs> we didn't have to watch them simultaneously either. Jake got been out of there real quick, made it easy for everyone. That's true. That's true. I was like, I didn't even know what happened. And then like between rounds, I looked on Twitter and I think AK, whoever's doing the, like the, the live play-by-play of like Jake Paul's speech, I, I pretty much saw like, I, I can't believe how I feel right now. It's like a dream. And I was like, the fight's over already. Are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. And here we are. I see, I see a question came in from that dude whose name I don't remember. Uh, and I've seen this a lot. When did the UFC card start? Because everyone seems to feel like it lasted forever. Four o'clock. Well, four thirty. Um, Holy shit! Well, so, no, so wait, no, no. So that'd be seven seven thirty Eastern. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. It was okay. a long. Okay. It was a long card. It was only ten fights. God. <laughs> but yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Uh, so fight of the night, as Jose stated, was Whitaker versus Gastelum. 50-45s, all three judges' scorecards, but it was still a good fight despite the scorecards. Performance of the night bonus, Tony Gravely and Jed's favorite fighter, Gerald Mearshart, with an extra $50,000. Good for Gerald. First round submission. I mean, that's a good way to get to rebound after talking all that crap and getting got in 20 seconds. So... <laughs> I think uh, I think Gerald also now has the most, most. Uh, submissions, most submissions by a UFC middleweight. middleweight. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. That's not bad. It's a lot of good names that come through middleweight. A lot of good submission guys. So good for uh, good for Gerald. AK, you say that, and then when you attach Gerald Mearshart's name to it, it makes me immediately think that oh, that that is a, a meaningless stat. <laughs> no, Damian Maya. Damian Maya. Damian Maya. Antonio Carlos Jr. Shoe face. Damn, I spent most of his career. Why are, you, why are you pooping on this? Why are you pooping on this? Why are you pooping on uh, on Gerald's achievement? Why are you doing this? Ger- don't be that guy. Because, because don't be that Gerald. Guy. Because Gerald can grow a beard and Jed still can't. Okay, oh, hold on now. Now I wasn't. Oh. Hold on now. I wasn't fishing for that. I wasn't fishing for that, Jose. What's we don't fishing? need to. Co- that's you not guys, fishing. That's you guys honest. Are, Look, you guys are getting along so well. Fact. You were getting along so well. Is this round Either six. Way. What is going on? Either way, it's a fact. Mere shirt now. I think that's a fact. Yeah, that's six, not being six offensive. UFC, six UFC submissions, the most in UFC middleweight history. That's a fact. However you want to, however you want to frame it, just a fact. Yeah, that is a fact. facts are facts. He has a lot of submissions. Jack can't grow a beard. Ben Askren yeah. got knocked dead. Life <laughs> goes on. Un- uncaught. He didn't get gentlemen. knocked dead. He almost got knocked dead. Oh. He was saved from being knocked dead. I still can't believe people think that was rigged. Like, he got hit in the head just, hard. It's people that think it was rigged or people it's that a, try to come up with uh, fan theories or TV shows. They want things to work out the way they want things to work out. And when they don't get what they want, they throw a tantrum in their mind and try to make sense of reality. 
Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird because I remember when the fight was first announced, the immediate reaction was, oh, this young guy was going to knock Ben Askren out. Ben Askren's not a boxer. That was the immediate reaction. And then now that we're here and it happened, if you're like, oh, it's fixed. I'm like, but everyone, that's what, it's like when uh, when McGregor knocked out uh, Cerrone. Everyone's like, ah, oh, Cerrone's just getting set up for this fight for a payday. He's going to take a dive. Or, oh, no, sorry. At first, like, McGregor's going to knock him out. And then after, it's like, oh, Cerrone took a dive. I'm like, you you predicted a knockout. So why why is this outcome so unbelievable now? It's so weird. I don't first, understand. The first maybe two punches, Jake Paul threw. I'm like, this is not going to go well for Ben Askren at all. He was like, he whipped those in, and he was missing by like centimeters. And like, he touches Jake Ben Askren. He's going he's going on his ass, even if he doesn't get knocked out. He's just yeah. he's a 22 year old kid <laughs> who's like like cuts down to 190. Of course he's going to hit harder than Ben Askren. Also, Ben Askren has no defense. He like who's the dude who got tuned up by K1 Day you know, Maya? Like he's if anyone watches, um, I don't know if any of you guys have watched it, but if you watch the Frank Mir post fight press conference, he talks a lot about the difficulties in the box. Like he like we've all interviewed Frank Mir before, so you know how well he is at like breaking down tech, he technically breaking down MMA fights and striking everything. He does a very excellent job of breaking down why it's so frustrating going from MMA to boxing. Like, it's the leg placements and how, like, if you shoulder roll in MMA, you can throw a leg kick or you can go for the over, like, the underhooks, and he just couldn't do that. And it's why he's like, Steve Cunningham just pieced me up because my I just – and I struggle with the head movement of boxing and, like, the foot movement of boxing. I think after this, go watch Frank, uh, Frank Mir's breakdown of boxing versus MMA. It's, it's very it's a very interesting take. He's yeah. always been really yeah. smart about that. He's yeah. very good. Yeah. Uh, by yeah, the way, someone in the right. comments, some of the comments trying to correct me says Maya has eleven subs in the UFC. Fact, uh, yes, at between welterweight and middleweight, I said this is a UFC middleweight record. Come on, people! Gosh, get it together. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I, uh, I was just, I'm just getting cheese. But um, yes, I'm sorry. What were we talking about? Ben Askren. Yeah, yeah. It's it, he got knocked. He got he lost. He, it's, it's legit. It was legit. I don't know. We're talking about Frank Mir and the way he breaks down. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the yes, I'm sorry. I totally. I wasn't listening. I mean, he was on the same card, so you're like, you're in the ballpark at least. Yeah, but what, <laughs> yeah. was he on the same card? Because those fights happened, it felt like a lifetime. <laughs> it, was, it was a big gap. It was a fever. Yeah. So, so to kind of address, like, the, so to like kind of address the other question about like the pacing of the UFC. So I DJed a wedding about an hour and 15 minutes away from where I live. And it was supposed to end at 9 30 Eastern. And they kept me on for another hour. And. Apparently, I was supposed to like live blog the main event between Whitaker and Gaslam, and I was like, I was. So I get in the car an hour later, drove an extra hour and 15 minutes back home, and still made it back for the co-main event. That's how slowly paced this card was. So yes, it was poorly paced. It really was. And especially, what was it? I got home in time for like the decision being read for the third fight, and then we got an entire interview with Volkanovski and Ortega about okay, the ultimate so, fighter that lasts like me, 10 minutes let me jump i don't i don't think the pacing was that i don't think it was the pacing it was the fights because how many fights there were 10 fights and nine of them were decisions <laughs> and oh, a bunch of them bad. were split decisions so like that's eight why it felt like it was forever like eight of them whatever it was and like yeah i guess one of them was like a technical submission or whatever i mean like it was and even like the romanov one was a technical decision that that fight like that romanov decision, got the low yeah. blow yeah, it was. It happened in like a minute into the third round, and then he took like five minutes to recover. So that was six minutes. That was a six-minute round that it took, and then they had, and then they still had to figure out the whole doctor situation. So that added to that. So uh, a bunch of split decisions. Like the first fight of the night was a TKO, and then Joe Mershaw got like a submission two fights later, and then it was like split decision, split decision, split decision, low blow. So it's not like we're seeing wars. We're just like, oh. Oh my god this is unbelievable right now so yes i don't think it was the pacing it was just the amount of split decisions that were going on it was no dominant wins like like dude, we were expecting i had an aneurysm going from listening to the commentary for thriller and then flipping back and turning the volume up oh. for the ufc like it was just so incredibly like just polar opposites like it was it was wild. I couldn't. I. I, I don't know. I mean, Triller had. To, they were doing a thing. You know, it's something different. But man, just going back and forth it was just. Like, 
uh, man, it was wild. Oh, <laughs> it was wild. Like, like right here after after the Gerald Murchard submission win, we had a split decision for Pena, a s- technical split decision for Romanov, split decision for Luis Pena, split decision for Tracy Cortez, and then three straight unanimous decisions. One of them being a five round decision for Robert Whitaker. That's why that card felt like it took forever. I think four split decisions ties a record for split decisions on a card, which is a weird rough. piece of fact that I don't know. <laughs> which is a fine, a fine record to have. Uh, even the, I, I mean, and, and look, we all, I, I think even the, some of the fights they set up that they were kind of hoping would produce a big, like, like Al Hassan and, and Malkoon, I think people thought, okay, well, this is going to end in someone getting finished. And uh, well, dude, congratulations for Malkoon. He yeah. lost. He lost. Uh, Malkoon, really, really great, showed off really great wrestling. And just controlled the fight with it, and, and and that's why again the last and worst thing that they thought was going to happen, uh, so that didn't work out. That Arlovsky Sherman fight again. I'm just kind of watching two things at once. Was every fine. time I kept checking back, I couldn't believe how long. The, but that fight felt longer than there was. Again, a gro- there was some groin shots in there. Boy, I kept looking back and I'm like, this is still going. I can't believe I'm like Justin Bieber's performing. And Justin Bieber's there, done. Oh, the fight's still going. This is what, there was like on? a point where Chase Sherman tried to do like the Max Holloway where he like pointed at the ground and Andre no. Lovsky was, and like, and like, no. was like, no. That was the highlight. Thing. I forgot. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me that. That was so good. No. <laughs> I love that fight so much because I've seen no fights in this card and I 100% know exactly how the Arlovsky Sherman fight looked. Like I just know exactly what that fight looked like. Even though like. even though it was a it was unanimous for Arlovsky, I think a lot of like Chase Sherman was like, yeah, I won that fight. I was like, yeah. Ah, it, it was, was muddy, a fight. ugly. It's it yeah. muddy and ugly. Arlovsky yeah. probably did a lot of clinching to just suck time away. He's the best. No. No, it wasn't really? I mean yeah they they fought the whole time. In the first round Chase Sherman had Arlovsky hurt badly yeah and then sherman like sherman landed a knee to the midsection and arlovsky tried to like play it off like he got low blowed he tried a wily veteran move but keith peterson no nonsense was like "Mm -mm. no 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 took him out that would have been the the pro move (laughs) arlovsky comes back and throws like a spinning back fist the romanov fight when he got low blowed it was like it wasn't even a hard one. I think he got like a dead leg on the inside of his thigh because he like Dude. he couldn't extend it. He was yeah. like sitting there. He's like, I can't extend. But it was like the language barrier. So it's like bringing his coach, and then his coach was talking to him, and then his coach would tell the ref, and the ref would be like, No, tell the doctor. And it was like this whole lost in translation thing. He's like, I can't move my leg. And then Espino's like, Are we gonna keep fighting? And then all of a sudden they're reading the scorecards. <laughs> he's like, What's happening right now? And then he lost, and he's like. What the hell is going on right now? I thought I was about to win this fight. <laughs> so Jed picked the right fight. It was some fantastic grappling in that first round, though. Hey, yeah. Like Romanov took no. Romanov took him down, and then he like they climbed back up, and then Espino just like hit tossed him to the canvas, and it was just like it's a it. I could feel the canvas shaking through my. It was just like hip toss, like the camera just like shook about the amount of meat that was just bouncing around in there. It was fantastic. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. That was that would have won fight of the night if it didn't end like that. It should have got fight. Okay, Uh, okay, we got to talk about actually the most important, the craziest event of the whole day. To be honest, dude. Oh, that's and Jeremy Stevens knocking out Dracar close. Jeez, so, Louise, dude. Yeah, let me, I really let like me hop on this one. Let me uh, let me jump on this one first because uh, so you know we're when we we every uh, you know it's typical fight night you know before we do the weigh-ins we do a stare down post that kind of stuff and uh, sometimes the stare downs are pretty uneventful and that's why on our site you guys will just see you guys will just see us 23 down the other well, this one i'm like oh this is kind of eventful we had the show but i didn't think much, much of it we, we made a video just for the show uh, sorry post just for the show and we're like oh okay whatever you know that story's over it's nothing it's cool cool thing to watch never would i have thought that Jeremy Stevens, as powerful as he is, as much of a KO artist as he is, would shove a man so hard that he would KO him before before the fight started. So, 
it's pretty if if all if everything that Drakkar Close is claiming is true, uh, he says he immediately felt uh, numbness in his neck and in his uh, hand. So you know it sounds like there was some sort of nerve issue, some sort of whiplash possibly from the unexpected shoving. If all of this is true, man, this is that was a super effed up thing for uh, Jeremy Stevens to do. We we talked about this before the show that you know he's Jeremy Stevens likes to get hyped up. He likes to get hyped up. He likes to get himself in the mood to smash his opponents, but maybe he went a little too far this time. I almost bet there could be legal ramifications. I don't know. It's very rare that you see fighters sue other fighters in these kind of situations. But So, so you know, from Dracar Close yeah. said, um, it was a cervical sprain of the neck, and, mm. it, and, it, and actually he was actually diagnosed with a concussion yeah. from mm. it. Because, yeah. You got to remember, too, this is right after the weigh-ins, too. So he yes. is, he is yeah. dehydrated, so that brain is bouncing around a little more, too. And I don't know. Take a hard shove when you're not expecting it, right, right into the chest like that. Dude, that's gonna his, mess you up. His hands were behind his back. Like he was standing there with his hands behind his back when he got shoved. So it's not like he could even brace himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It's that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird, it the, but I totally get it. Yeah, storm. it was it was the perfect storm for a shove to like really hurt someone. And I'm I'm appalled by a lot of the uh, commenters on our yeah. site who were like. Almost, almost, I would say nine out of ten, uh, not con- not condemning Jeremy for the shove, but for going like, man, close. What's wrong? Like either what's wrong with this guy? How soft do you have to be to be taken up by a shove? Or he's faking it. He must have he must have had some other issue, and he 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 wanted to get out of the fight. I'm like, I say I've joked about this before, but like, man, our our some of our readers or some of these uh, fans on on social media who say this stuff, these must be the smartest, most perceptive people in the world, if they can figure these things out based on this little information. I am impressed. I am impressed by how they can these these uh, online detectives. These guys are geniuses, and I, I just my mind doesn't work that way. All right, all right. I what just else hope, we got? Yeah, I just I, hope Drakkar uh, gets, gets to show and win money. Right. Yeah, I I've watched that face off, and I was just like, what inspired the push? Like, what did Drakkar say? It's, like, was there anything? It's I just, couldn't. It's I, Jeremy Stevens. That's literally Jeremy yeah. Stevens has done it a million times. That's he all I said come, he, away, come up with. No, Jeremy Stevens, he, t- he posted on Instagram before Drakkar Close was out of the fight. So I think last night he just said, you get, you get in front of me that like that. That's disrespect. You know, that's all I want. Yeah, Jeremy Stevens. You get in front of me it's with a your face hands off. behind your back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a face off. You, you're, you're t- What are you supposed to do? Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. How dare you well, look at me, sir? What are you going to say, Jed? <laughs> yeah, how dare you face oh, me? <laughs> uh, well, one, it's really dumb. Uh, it should, it's pretty obvious you should just not – fighters should not be allowed to touch each other at the weigh-ins. Uh, I mean, outside of a UFC rule, like literally the actual technical legal definition of what Jeremy Stevens did there is battery. <laughs> like yeah. he, he touched him. There was no waiver for that to be applied. That was unwanted touching, and it resulted in injury. Yes, there could be legal ramifications. There won't be. Dakar Klaus is not going to to sue Jeremy Stevens. We're at close, but yeah, pretty obviously they should just <laughs> not allow fighters to to touch each other at weigh-ins. Uh, but I'm not nearly as concerned about this because we all know how that's going to end. I do want to know. Um, 
Dakota Bush has an interesting <laughs> nickname. And did, did Bruce Buffer say that interesting nickname on ESPN Plus? I had the same question. Jose? I didn't, I didn't. I watched a lot of the fights in the mute, so I don't know. I'm pretty confident. <sighs> I'm pretty confident he didn't. Yeah. Ah. Uh, pretty. Well, you know, on the gra- in, in, on, on the graphics UFC has, you know, they put their nickname on the graphics, and they didn't, he had him as no nickname. So, it'd be uh, tough yeah. for them to put that as the graphic, but I could see Buffer maybe sneaking it in there. This would be a little harder. I feel like if you're just watching, like you might, it might not register. You might be like, did I miss hear that? Hey, 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 take take that dirty those dirty nicknames to Triller, okay? That's that's that's, a, that's yeah, exactly. That's yeah. This, this is the, Ben Askren. This is not family friends. Fights, family nicknames for that, or <laughs> nicknames for that, or for sports where we lose the fights to a, a shove in a stare down. This is a civilized sport. <laughs> oh boy. Sport of Kings. Even put it, put it. You could even put it before the first name. It's still funny. But it's just not as <laughs> his nickname should be W. That'd be funny. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Dakota people, w. people for, for anyone asking what is what is the uh, nickname? Let, let me put it this way: uh, Jed and I had to write about this guy for Miss once, and uh, the name could not make it did not make it past our editor above us. And so the only way we wrote about it was his name is Dakota Bush. His nickname is exactly what you think it would be. So there you go. That's yeah. that's how we'll leave it for now. It's the opposite of what's on my head. There we go. Perfect. There we go. Like if you were, if you <laughs> would describe my head, comments, it'd be the opposite it's in the of how you would describe my head. <laughs> it is say, in the comments. If you, if you were watching Triller, think about what the commentary team would think is the Are we still talking about this, my God? <laughs> yeah. And we're going to be talking about this for weeks. Our comments. <laughs> get on board. Oh, the comments are off the chart. Oh. All right, we, do we have any questions? No, none. <laughs> do we want to talk more about Dakota Bush's career? Just so we can. Uh, do we have? Do we have? Any, well, we have I, I have actually. I have a lot to. I mean, I, I have things to say about the uh, the Triller card, but as far as the UFC card, it was cool. Yeah, people fought, guys won, guys lost. Oh, wait, can Pinnick. we talk about? Can we talk about? Uh, uh, just one, Penny, Jessica Penny. Can hold on. One, Jessica Penny. Congrats <laughs> on a win, her first win in fifteen hundred days. But Lupe Godinez looked pretty good too, and she hit. Uh, she hit a jackknife power bomb. <laughs> yeah, she, she did. did. She, she did. did. It was that thing, that's like the sickest thing I've ever seen. It was, she legitimately. Uh, how did she, was, go ahead. She, Jose, you she, probably watched my little like, She was working from the bottom for a submission, and her opponent was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to turn into Kevin Nash, WCW, and just like slam you <laughs> on the ground. It was absolutely oh fantastic. God. Dude, and then they showed like the slow mo replay of like Penny's yeah. face, like going, whoa, like in the ground. <laughs> It was so that great. Was awesome. You lose the fight. How do you, yeah. you win? Is that like isn't that just a win? You automatically. Have you seen win Kevin? Fight? Have you seen Kevin Nash wrestle? It doesn't always work no. out for him, my guy. <laughs> uh, a lot of <laughs> L- L- Lupa only got a two count. It you was live close, in a, you live in Atlanta, <laughs> my man. You, you live count. in the city. He made a name for himself. <laughs> yeah, it was a I've it was a great near been. fall. Yeah. <laughs> If it, that, that would have been the finish for me, Casey. If I was booking, yeah. that would have been the finish. I thought I thought they went a little bit overboard. Yeah. I thought they they kind of that the heat peaked there and they they should have gone for the finish. Yeah, but you know, that. whatever. I'm not a you know. Oh, dude. But, I, uh, yeah, it, it was a close. It was a really close. It could have gone the other way. It was a super close. It, it was, I hope they put that that fin- that that move in the uh, the Bob O'Reilly you know special they put oh. before the pay per views. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. Thank you, good. Th- thank you for bringing that back up. I had so many had bad to. memories tonight, but that was a good one. Yeah, there was some. I, I was again. I wasn't watching the fight super close, but there was some good stuff going on in the UFC. Like we said, just in in comparison to the spectacle of of uh, Trailer Fight Club, it, it was such a contrast of all the cards that could have happened uh, opposite the Trailer Fight Club card. It's such a if you and if you were watching both, it really was this contrast of like, of course, great competitive fights on the you know on the ufc but there was just not that spark it felt a little mundane and then yeah. of course on the other side just complete chaos jose in the main event up, like i i saw nothing obviously did was it just that whitaker was that on point or did gaslam look flat like it, no it was whitaker on point no, no. whitaker yeah. like it was yeah. kelvin gaslam was not flat whatsoever like 
Kelvin Gastelum beats every that Kelvin Gastelum beats every middleweight not named Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya. Robert Robert Whitaker was just that good. Yeah. Like every, everything Kelvin Gastelum came, came with, Robert Whitaker just had a counter. That first round, they were just. I thought someone was going to bed by round two. They were just. It was such high level striking back and forth for about ten minutes. It was so. It was such an awesome fight. Whitaker landed like in the first round. Whitaker landed this like super clean left hook. Yeah. And then, like before Gaslam could even like react to it, he came up the right side with a kick right in his face. Yeah, and like he does it all the time. It, it, like right. lifted Gaslam like off the ground. It was yeah. crazy. Robert Whitaker's head kick, high kick was he was firing on all cylinders. Like he he could throw that whenever he wanted and find a home. It was like him. a jab, dude. It was like a jab tonight. Yeah. It was crazy. Okay, so so then the next question. Uh, which now I'm just taking over hosting duties. I got this. <laughs> sure. back. I got this. So, all right. I mean, we know what's going to happen, right? We know, obviously, Dana White apparently said that that's the fight to make. But are you now more interested in yes, watching 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Yes. I think I said after their first fight, I still think Robert Whitaker and Israel Sonia are the two best middleweights in the world. And if they fought 10 times, I bet it's like 60, six to four, Izzy. I'm not sure. I I don't think anyone beats those two at middleweight. Have you heard of a man named Yoel Romero? <laughs> he's light heavyweight. In, oh, he's exactly. light heavyweight in Bellator. He did it. He did it. Oh, can we talk Bellator? <laughs> we oh. should, I guess, a little bit. Dude, the biggest we story of the weekend. Should. Phil Davis had an exciting I, fight. It's an exciting fight. I, I'm pretty confident when I say Phil Davis is probably not even the top five storylines of this weekend that's I'm crazy i know that. i know <laughs> extremely regardless of how much casey sells bill davis fought an exciting fight it was unreal it was well like, hold okay. on i don't know if i'll go as far as say exciting what but it was a very yeah, it was i don't know if it's exciting it was a very it was good fight fine. it was a very very it good fine. that was a great it was it was, just, it was super high level it was good as the main event level. tonight in the um the yeah ufc it was yeah, just yeah. like I'll, just I'll two that. really 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 good fighters yeah, yeah. I think a fight can be good without being exciting. I, I didn't think it was a super <laughs> exciting fight, but it but it was but it was it was a really good like if you just want to see two high level Nemkov striking, it's re- so enjoyable to watch. It it's, was he's, much he's more exciting than Jan and Israel Adesanya, I'll say that. Sure. Yeah. There, there of we go. The last yeah, two light like, heavyweight yeah. title fights, Nemkov Davis was much more yeah. exciting. It was a I good don't fight. think it was more exciting than Whitaker Gaslam though. I, no. I think I think it's oh really? Oh no. Okay. I think it was, but you watch you Casey. You watch Bellator with rose-colored glasses. So let's get let's start with. Dude, that. I'm I'm, it I'm the big. Fight. I shit on it Bellator more than fight. anyone. It was a good fight. It just wasn't. I don't think it was exciting as the main event. What What's the okay? So I'm sorry. It's the second most exciting fight of the weekend. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I think we can say the, the Bellator main card was better than the UFC oh, main. The third, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Dude, uh, Hamasi. Daily Hamasi, oh, yeah. Hamasi the, oh, one of the best yeah. fights of the year. One of the best fights of the year. Yeah, amazing. That fight was great. Amazing. I'm not even and, a and Hamasi give... fan by any means as I mean, a human being or yeah, a fighter. I know you but mean, but <laughs> that was a great fight. <laughs> it was sure. Uh, and, and give Corey Anderson some credit too, because oh, and Vita already had that. Yanis wasn't a bad fight on. either. But let me. I just want to say, Stolen. I've heard very low rumors, and these are like low, so I don't know how truthful they are. It should be that we might get. Bader and Corey Anderson, they're looking at Arizona with a crowd. Like, I am so excited Ooh. if Arizona gets some. The last time Bellator was here, I'm pretty sure it was Bellator 100. And I, that was like the Bjorn Rebney days. And he's uh, like, we were like, is this going to be a big deal? He's like, no, we're going to make it not a big deal because we all of our <laughs> fights are a big deal. And I was like, Bjorn, stop it. Do you know who headlined? I'm pretty sure Ben Saunders and Douglas Lima headlined that card. <laughs> that was the main event. That was was that was a crazy that was a crazy knockout too, right? I'm pretty sure uh, Saunders got Bubba knocked Jenkins, out big, yeah, by Lima. Bubba Jenkins lost to Larue Burley on that card, if I remember correctly. And oh, that was a big lost. upset. That was a huge yeah. upset. Right, huge. but we were I like, think- oh, remember UFC 100 at Brock Lesnar and George Saint Pierre on that card, and John Rebney was like, no, all of our events are a big deal. Oh. This isn't any different. I'm like stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, he put it in I'll, like I'll the say. fifth biggest. He pick pick put it in like the fifth biggest arena in Arizona too. <laughs> uh, so I mean, let's 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 be real. The uh, the Bellator light heavyweight Grand Prix did not get off to the most exciting start last week with Bader and uh, Machida. That fight was 
a little a little depressing if you're a fan of Machida. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't not particularly enjoyable to watch. Uh, well, congrats exactly to Bader. It's a great performance. It went as you expected it, yeah. Uh, but Corey Anderson, I let, I actually really liked the Corey Anderson uh, Doletzan Yagshimorodov oh. match. Uh, wow. Thank you, thank you. I don't actually, I don't think I nailed it, but uh, <laughs> but I liked it because You're I think I think though. the Corey and uh, you got to say it, Ray, you got to fake it. I think the Corey Anderson of the past, that's even two years ago, might not win that fight because he was actually getting hit a lot. He was actually eating like uh, Yagshimorodov was like really impressive, great great counter striker. Uh, he knew exactly what he wanted to do, just trying try to time the uppercut. Of course, he knows Anderson's going to try and shoot in on him. But uh, Anderson was really patient. He got caught by the uppercut a few times. He changed his – he kind of changed his timing. Um, and then eventually, you know, when he, he was patient. He, he did not try and force the takedowns. And then when he finally got at the end of round two, that's when you kind of knew that it was over for uh, for uh, Yakshimurodov and then took over in round three. So I was actually really impressed by Corey Anderson. And Yakshimurodov looked great too, but really impressed by Corey Anderson. Uh, very mature. Like, that's what you want to see from a guy like him at this stage of his career. You want to see that he's learned these things. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to the next round. And, of course, uh, Yoel Romero <laughs> and Anthony Rumble Johnson on May 7th? Yes. Two that's weeks. a great main card, too. It lost, it lost some sizzle. Let's not talk about that good. until it actually happens. Oh, of course. On. Of course. That's a long time. I that is a long saying, time. But... <laughs> that's a long time. This guy. Yes. I'm looking forward to that card. I think I might actually be there for that one. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to heading to beautiful scenic Uncasville, Connecticut oh, once again. I'd love to go. I've, I've, so I've missed that beautiful scenic area. I'm jealous. Um, I'm jealous. All right. Do we have anything else we would like to discuss? I think we, I don't see any questions. Everything. I don't see any questions. The Ultimate Casey, Fighter. Any questions. Uh, the Ultimate Fighter rosters are out. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah. June June first, I think. Vince Murdoch, welcome back to the fold, as it were. Hopefully, he's uh, he's healthy. We compete. Apparently, there's a, see, uh, there's a media day on Monday, but I won't be there because I'll be on a plane. Good to see some yeah, uh, look, New England. Jack, yeah, buddy. Who's there from New England, Mike? England. Who's good? Go ahead. Kemron Lachinov is the uh, the middleweight from Springfield, Mass., and uh, one okay. of the best prospects in the sport, in my opinion. Going to be part of the bantamweight five and zero. Mitch Raposo. Really looking forward to that. That that kid is legit. He's more of a flyweight, but he's had to kind of fight most of his run at thirty five because like opponents fell out like the day of fights, like three or four different times. But he's a, he's a legit prospect, no doubt about it. So glad to see both those guys get their opportunity. Of course, Volkanovski and Ortega did their best to try to sell that season and sell their fight, and I just, meh, okay. Tough never die. The cage and fight. Yeah. Tough never die, boys. They tried. They tried. But it should be <laughs> fun. Tough's never back. Did. When is it happening? Do, do we June, have a date when it's coming out? June first. June first, I believe, is the the first episode. Yeah. And then you get probably ten weeks, ten weeks of uh, episodes, and then. Uh, Sweet. And then so I have got like six weeks to catch up on all the previous seasons of Tough. Yeah, just binge it. Just hit yeah. that binge. Don't forget the China season, which is not called the Ultimate Fighter. So you got to be careful. It's called it's called it's called something like the Perfect Warrior or something. So you're gonna have to. And I don't think it's on Fight Pass. So you're gonna have to stream Dude, that. That's such a better name. The perfect it's warrior. something that like that. Season, it's that something like was that. Hot. That season was hilarious. I watched every episode of that, and it was you so watched every episode. Bad. I've only saw like was, the, I, I watched I'm, that whole season on purpose because of how hilarious it was. <laughs> then the first se- the first the first episode, they they put them through the ringer like an MMA camp, and one of the guys just can't handle it because he does he's not even a fighter. He's a yoga teacher, and he's using yeah. the <laughs> Ultimate Fighter to. He's like, I want to use this to become famous. Like he openly says it. Like he's like, I don't want to be a fighter. I'm just here for the fame. And he's just like, I can't do this. <laughs> and then yeah. after episode four, the coach disapp- they, they all of a sudden one of the coaches leaves, and they bring in Kung Lee and his team. Who Kung Lee's the Dana White of this of the season. Kung Lee just brings his team to coach, and then Kung Lee eventually did an interview on MMA fighting where he's like, that coach didn't know how to do, didn't know how to train MMA, so we had to get rid of him. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> 
and don't for- Jed, don't forget also Tough the Smashes, which was one of the which is one of the best seasons. That's it's the uh, UK versus no. Tough. No, it's the Smashes. No, is it just Smashes? No, it's, t- it's, no, it's, it's the Ultimate smashes, Fighter. Bro. Smash is not the Ultimate Fighter. The Smashes. You noob. <laughs> I think. AK, you noob. You noob. You casual. No, 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 no. I believe the episode series was called The Smashes. It's no, tough I, smashes. I'm looking at IMDb right it's now. Called, it is it is called it is called the smashes. That that You're, might not be. See, uh, here's the problem. Accurate. You want to know? You want yeah. to see the theme of these shows? I say something that is 100 factual. No one believes me, and then it turns out to be yeah. a fact. Get with the no, it's wrong. No, no. I just told you you're wrong. It's called the smashes. Nope. I just told you it is. Nope. I looked it up. It, you are you are. Inc- no, I I know why. I am AK and it's called Smashes. You're correct, Jose. Comma. Thank you. Thanks. I like my headphones. Um so it's been a great show, guys. I'm oh, AKD. Wow. See, AK, here's the thing. AK if you go by if you go by Wikipedia, it's Three just smashes. If you go by USC.com, <laughs> it's just smashes. But it, it's, it's the smash. You're right. A, yes. It's a play exactly. on a 130-year-old cricket rivalry that we all yeah, know. Yeah, cricket. Right. I'm sorry, not rugby. Yes, of course, of course. But that's a great season. <laughs> Very under, really, really good season. All right. When did you all stop watching done. stuff? Never. <laughs> season five. Season five? Never. Uh, they're playing. They're playing us off. We when they stopped making them, that's when I stopped. <laughs> I think we're done. What up? Kelvin Gaslam versus Jared Cannonier. Make it happen. Of course, matchmaking will be discussed tomorrow. On on to the next one. Myself and AK will try to decipher all things that happen. Uh, I don't think we're going to touch that one. Oh, come on. You got to give Jake Paul an opponent. They tried to say that dude is like not a bad box card. Uh, we got some. We got some reader. We got some listener suggestions for Jake Paul. So there you go. So that's covered. That is covered. Don't worry about that. All right. Well, you can't we'll discuss. Dylan Dennis in there with him. He'll get. Dylan Dennis will get obliterated. Yes, he would. <laughs> like the Woodley idea like, is interesting. I don't. I don't need that. <laughs> I love the idea of becoming a millionaire by beating up jujitsu guys. This is great. <laughs> in the ring. What an absolute game. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Good night, everybody, you crazy animals. Happy birthday, AK. Nope. (laughs) You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.